Letter one hundred and twelve of Letters from Egypt by Lady Lucy Duff Gordon. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. To Sir Alexander Duff Gordon, Bulac, Boat, Marie Louise, October seventeenth, eighteen sixty seven. Dearest Alec, you must not be wroth with me because I have not written for a long time. I have been ill, but am much better. Omar will go down to Alexandria to meet Maurice on Monday. My boat is being painted, but is nearly finished. As soon as it is done, I shall move back into her. I got out into a little cangia, but it swarmed with bugs and wasps, and was too dirty, so I moved yesterday into a good boat belonging to a dragoman, and hope to be back in my own by Sunday. But, oh, Lord, I got a hold of the barber himself turned painter, and as the little cangia was moored alongside the urania in order to hold all the mattresses, carpets, etc., I was his victim. First it was a request for three pounds to buy paint. None but the best of paint is fitting for a noble person like thee, and that thou knowest is costly, and I am thy servant and would do thee honour. Very well, say I, take the money, and see, O oh man, that the paint is of the best, or thy back sheesh will be bad also. Well he begins, and then rushes in to say, Come, O Bey, O Pasha, and behold the brilliancy of the white paint, like milk, like glass, like the full moon. I go and say, Mashallah, but now be so good as to work fast, for my son will be here in a few days, and nothing is ready. Fatal remark. Mashallah, Bismillah, may the Lord spare him, may God prolong thy days. Let me advise thee how to keep the eye from him, for doubtless thy son is beautiful as a memlook of one thousand purses. Remember to spit in his face when he comes on board, and revile him aloud that all the people may hear thee, and compel him to wear torn and dirty clothes when he goes out. And how many children hast thou, and our master, thy master? Is he well? etc., etc. Shukur Allah, all is well with us, say I, but by the prophet, paint, O Ma'alim, exactly the German meister, and do not break my head any more. But I was forced to take refuge at a distance from Haj Ali's tongue. Read aloud the story of the barber, and you will know exactly what Ma'alim Haj Ali is. And just as I got out of my boat, and he had begun, the painter, whom I had last year, and with whom I was dissatisfied, went to the sheikh of the painters, and persuaded him to put my man in prison, for working too cheap. That was at daybreak. So I sent my rais to the sheikh to inform him that if my man did not return by next day at daybreak, I would send for an European painter and force the sheikh to pay the bill. Of course my man came. My steersman, Hassan, and a good man, Hossein, who can wash and is generally nice and pleasant, arrived from al a few days ago, and are waiting here till I want them. Poor little ugly black Hassan has had his house burnt down in his village, and lost all the clothes which he had bought with his wages. They were very good clothes, some of them, and a heavy loss. He is my Rais's brother, and a good man, clean and careful and quiet, better than my Rais even. They are a respectable family. Big stout Hazazin owes me two hundred piastres which he is to work out, so I have still five men and a boy to get. I hope a nice boy, called Hederby, the lizard, will come. They don't take pay till the day before we sail, except the Rais and Abdu Sadig, who are permanent. But Hassan and Hossein are working away as merrily as if they were paid. People growl at the bakshish, but they should also remember what a quantity of service one gets for nothing here, and for which, oddly enough, no one dreams of asking bakshish. Once a week we shift the anchors, for fear of their silting over, and six or eight men work for an hour. 
Then the mast is lowered, twelve or fourteen men work at this, and nobody gets a farthing. The other day Omar met in the market an agreeable merchant, an Abyssinian fresh from his own country, which he had left because of the tyranny of Kassa, alias Todorus, the sultan. The merchant had brought his wife and concubines to live here. His account is that the mass of the people are delighted to hear that the English are coming to conquer them, as they hope, and that every one hates the king except two or three hundred scamps who form his bodyguard. He had seen the English prisoners, who, he says, are not ill-treated, but certainly in danger, as the king is with difficulty restrained from killing them by the said scamps, who fear the revenge of the English, also that there is one woman imprisoned with the native female prisoners. Hassan, the donkey-boy, when he was marmiton in Cairo, knew the Sultan Todorus. He was the only man who could be found to interpret between the king of Abyssinia and Mohammed Ali Pasha, whom Todorus had come to visit. The merchant also expressed a great contempt for the patriarch, and for their matram, or metropolitan, whom the English papers call the Abuna. Abuna is Arabic for our father. The man is a Cairene copt, and was a hanger-on of two English missionaries, they were really Germans, here, and he is more than commonly a rascal and a hypocrite. I know a respectable Jew whom he had robbed of all his merchandise, only Ras Ali forced the Matram to disgorge. Pray, what was all that nonsense about the Armenian patriarch of Jerusalem writing to Todorus? What could he have to do with it? The Coptic patriarch, whose place is Cairo, could do it if he were forced." At last my boat is finished, so to-morrow Omar will clean the windows, and on Saturday move in the cushions, etc., and me, and on Sunday go to Alexandria. I hear the dreadful voice of Haj Ali, the painter, outside, and will retire before he gets to the cabin door, for fear he should want to bore me again. I do hope Maurice will enjoy his journey. Every one is anxious to please him. The sheikh of the Hawara sent his brother to remind me to stop at his palace near Girgah, that he might make a fantasia for my son. So Maurice will see real Arab riding, and jerid, and sheep roasted whole, and all the rest of it. The sheikh is the last of the great Arab chieftains of Egypt, and has thousands of fellaheen and a large income. He did it for Lord Spencer, and for the Duke of Rutland, and I shall get as good a fantasia, I have no doubt. Perhaps at Kenna Maurice had better not see the dancing, for Zainab and Latifa are terribly fascinating, they are such pleasant, jolly girls, as well as pretty and graceful, but old Um as Zain, mother of beauty, so called on account of his hideousness, will want us to eat his good dinner. End of letter 112. Read by Sibella Denton. All LibriVox files are in the public domain. For more information, please visit LibriVox.org.